when you think about the, the needs of people, the thing people really repeatedly say is that they want to be seen. But it's hard to be seen. But that, right? but yeah, yeah. Because then you just start fixing yourself. Yeah. Well, because there's a level of vulnerability with being seen. The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and bad diets, how do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Kelsey. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rachel, and we have a great episode for you today. Super relatable, but before we get started... How are you doing? Are you doing okay? <laughs> no. I'm, oh. I'm going to be honest with you. I am I am not doing okay. <laughs> but you didn't expect that answer, but I'm actually trying to be more cognizant of answering honestly with how I feel because I think sometimes my affect is uh, very deceiving where like, I'm bubbly and smiley and sometimes that is how I present, but I feel really sad. So I'm trying to have my words match my feelings. Well, that's good because I'm trying... It started that out pretty hard. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's... No, it matches because I'm trying to ask people how they're doing, like a genuine thing, not like, how's the weather? How are you doing? Like I'm trying to ask them in a way that is seemingly genuine so that they can respond in a way that isn't like a greeting. So you did a really lovely job with that. I just want to say, acknowledge that you did a really lovely job with that because we didn't talk about this before we started guys. This is just, this is how we go. But I felt I could answer in an honest way because of how you asked it. I could feel it. You did ask it in a really genuine way of like creating space for an honest answer, not just like, how's it going? Good, good, good. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you normally answer. And it's like, I feel like a lot of like older, older folks that, you know, I said it in the way like the older folks answer, how's it going? Good, good, good fella. Okay, okay. then you hit the weather. Then you got to hit the weather. (laughs) Weather's up next. (laughs) So, yeah, I want to continue to make space for that as much as you want to develop it. You look great. I wasn't, I sometimes I feel like when you ask genuinely, like when you look someone in the eye and you say, like, How are you doing? They immediately start like fixing themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh God, she's seen through me. (laughs) Like they start like fixing their hair and being like, Oh God, um, it must be because like my physical appearance is disheveled. That must be why she's asking like that, but it's not, it didn't have anything. It's just a thing that I'm doing to like, like you said, like create space for people to like actually talk genuinely about how they're feeling and how they're doing, but it doesn't have anything to do with that. Isn't that a great insight though, that people start doing things to fix 
to mask whatever it is that someone is seeing. But the reality is someone is seeing you and you've realized it. So I better fix it better hide it. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. That's like a weird thing because I always think about the reactions. (laughs) I know. But when you ask humans, they're like top when you think about the the needs of people, the thing people really repeatedly say is that they want to be seen. But it's hard to be seen. But that, right? but yeah, yeah. Because then you just start fixing yourself. Yeah. Well, because there's a level of vulnerability with being seen. And I think that there's a lot in our culture of like what we want to control and we control in the way that we're seen when we're seen when you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a lot of control there. And when someone genuinely asks you and says like, I, I do see you, I I'm creating space for you to answer in whatever way you want to. It's almost like, well, I didn't, I didn't agree to these terms. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't agree to these horses, hold your horses. But you know, I will say like, although in the moment I have felt like I'm struggling a little bit, I do feel like I have a lot of tools that are kicking in and that makes me feel confident because uh, like I had an incredibly anxious day yesterday and I was just like going around being like, I'm so anxious. Like, like, you know, when your hands are shaking, you have not had coffee, you're like, am I going to have a panic attack today? Th- that's, those are my physical responses. I, like I have a, my heart starts going. It's just like, oh, I don't know why that's happening. <laughs> you just kind of like go through, but I do have a lot of tools and I've talked about meditation so much. Everyone's sick of hearing it, but it's genuinely so important for me where I like exit online and just like be in existing quiet. And I go to the gym and I have my things that I'm like, this makes me feel like better and more into myself and my thoughts and more confident in my body and myself. And like, ultimately, like we look at confidence in your body and it kind of has gotten this, it's been this weird warped sense of like physically confident where like, that's not how I mean it. When I say that, I mean like not just my body, like physically confident, confident in myself and the tools that I have And those aren't just like physical, those are like mental tools, but that's all within your body. So it's under a scope for me. Like, it's okay. You have a lot under within your control and you have the tools to deal with whatever is coming at you. Well, yeah. And like also physical confidence in your body is not necessarily meaning that you think you're a sex symbol or that you're a dime piece or that all the men... (laughs) you just immediately do you like that's like that's what it's because like if you say you're confident in your body that's like what you're meaning but like maybe maybe not maybe it doesn't have anything to do with you and your (laughs) (laughs) peeps which I don't care about at all (laughs) oh well what a start what a start so this is what happens when we don't come with an outline great I've said peeps in the first seven <laughs> minutes of the podcast. Great. You know what? The people are actually going to ask for more podcasts without an outline because natural conversation, man. I'm such a hippie sometimes. I will not comply. <laughs> I will not comply. No. Well, like we're going to talk about today, like what we 
learn in the gym, like about ourselves, about other people, about just like life in general and how the gym is so much bigger than the place you go to burn calories and look like a dime piece for the penises. It's just so like, that is just the least important point of the gym. And it's just like, I, it's, it's something that leads it's at the top of the line in society. Whereas like in reality, in your health and fitness, your life, your mental health, your physical capabilities, all of these things, the, the attributes that you can learn from being there and like the real shit that you can uncover and work through. And like, that's what we led with. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it seems so bizarre. Once you've been in this game for a while, like that idea seems so bizarre and whatever gets, you know, whatever gets people going initially, like, I don't even care what don't even, you know, your gateway drug is. I, I don't care, but it's just like, eventually we have to continue the conversation of there's so much to be learned here. It's true. And it's a beautiful segue into like the thing you were saying about, you know, that you were having an anxious day and like how you can go to the gym and how, how much you understand about yourself and how that's going to work for you. But it was, it was segued so beautiful, but because we don't have an outline, I'm here to trash it. <laughs> I have this funny thing that I wanted to do before we got into the episode and I didn't tell you about it. So don't feel like you need to answer, but I just, I had this like interest. uh, So I was thinking about the fleece leggings. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking, this is my starting point. I'm thinking about the fleece leggings that we just released. And I was thinking about like how incredibly just like straight luxury it is to wear the fleece leggings. Like you feel like you have hit the lottery. Like you don't even deserve that level of luxury. It's like I'm walking around in comfort that I never even imagined. And I was thinking about like necessary. I think these leggings are like, I want to just get them on everyone. And as Black Friday approaches, I was thinking about some of the seemingly like silly quote unquote, or like bougie or whatever things that I've bought myself that have actually been like life changing products. Yeah. And then I'm like, not sorry, not sorry that I bought it all. Like, like maybe other people would see it and be like, Oh my gosh, come on. That's a little much. Don't you think that's a little bougie? But when I tell you these things are life, I'm not sorry about them at all. No. You go back and get every color. That's what I'm saying. That's how I felt about fleece. And I was I was thinking maybe we could do like a little rundown of some products that maybe at the jump we were like, is this silly? Is this a little much? I mean, how bougie can I get? And then we were like, whoa, best purchase ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what's your what's your start? What's your best? I don't want to say what's your best purchase ever because that's like, that's a lot no, of weight. No, well, that is a lot of weight. <laughs> but I guess when I say, I, I kind of mean like, this was something that I was like, I can't get this. Come on. This is silly. I can't spend money on this kind of thing. That's so over the top. My number one thing for that, that has absolutely changed the game for me is I think you got it for me. That's why I was going to say it around Black Friday time because I was thinking like, this is a good time for you to get, yeah, I'm here right? for, yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. So like this one, I told you because I was like, this is so silly for me to buy myself. I can't buy myself this. Last Christmas, I asked you to buy me a face steamer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 
that game changer. Is the best, best, most frivolous purchase. Well, I didn't purchase it. Best, most frivolous gift I've ever gotten. Guys, guys, if you go to, if you've ever been to like get a facial or whatever, and they put that steam steamer thing on you that opens up your pores. Oh, they have those for home use. And I have one. Kelsey got it for me last Christmas, my bougie purchase. And I'm telling you, without a doubt, I use that multiple times a week. It is the most wonderful stress reliever. It's so luxurious. It works, first of all. Like it, it does open on your pores and like ha- like all of your expensive face stuff works better when you use it. Oh, I'll tell you. So when you bring that up about like gift giving, I was explaining to this to someone the other day because I was saying about a gift that I've gotten my best friend a couple of times. I've gotten Isley a couple of times and like every year I like had gotten her like a new pair of shoes, but it was like, cause she came to, sh- we were shooting fleece line and she had her boots on and she's like, Oh, these are the boots you gave me last year. But I was always think doing the same thing. Like I was like, what is it that she wants? That seems like bougie that she's not going to buy herself. And that's how I gift give is like, the other thing was like some like yellow shoes because sneak like you love them, right? Like those are the type of purchase where you're like, this could be a staple piece, but like, you can't wear them over and over. And is it really a good use? But if someone else does it for you, like you didn't have to make that choice. You didn't have to be like, well, is this the thing? And I feel like the same thing with guys. I know you're going to purchase leggings for your best friends because <laughs> like you love them or you don't. <laughs> but like looking at different ones that might be a little bit more loud or daring that they might not get themselves. Like they might not like teeter. They might not dip their toe in over there, but if you do it for them, they end up just like loving them. It's I, for me, that's like the best feeling. That's why, you know, I was like, you want a face steamer? Yes. I, yes. Yes. I want to get you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it's like that for a fleece line too. Like, I feel yeah. like if you have a friend and they're in a cold, even if it's not like a cold, traditionally cold climate, like they're not, like if they're, I wore them already. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> there are days where, because all that happens when you go closer to the equator is you just get more of a baby. You're just more yeah. of a baby. It's just like, well, I need fleece lined in 50 now. Because well, there's a level of security and comfort in soft things. And this is, this is across the board, like warm climates, cold climates, like whatever. But when you feel a certain type of way and you are looking for a sensory thing, guys, think about something you're looking for when you want like a sensory, a hug, something cozy a blanket you put on a sweatshirt like you just go in uh like the air conditioning you like put on a sweatshirt because i want to feel secure and soft and for me fleece line leggings serve that purpose oh oh the luxury because it's a blanket it's a blanket on your legs and you get to walk around not looking like you're wearing sweatpants you just walk around and you present like oh everything's cool but i have a blanket on (laughs) you don't know 
you don't even know that I have a blanket on, but I do. And it's like a couple of years ago when those like wearable blankets came out, everyone was like, oh, we broke the world. No, no. Because when you're wearing a wearable blanket and you answer the door, people understand what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> they know. <laughs> they know. <laughs> Can't mask that. So anyways, I'll give it to, you can think about it. I, I, I sprung that on you and yeah. it's not fair. It's not mm. fair. I also have this eye thing. Oh, okay. We got, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But anyways, guys, if you're looking for a great gift, please signed. And also I'll, I'll, I'll share my face steamer too, because yeah. ugh, I did. Open. I have a, I have a mask that I'm really a big fan of. And mm. usually I'm like, oh, face masks, like snake oil. What's going on here? But it's so nice. As soon as I got it off, I was just like touching my face and I was like, wow, this is this is a different level of soft right now. It's one of my game changers. You give me the name of that and I'll get it for you for Christmas. <laughs> All right. So now that I've completely <sighs> derailed us, we're so far off that it's like, well, who even see, that cares doesn't anymore? bother me, though. I like to go with the flow. I like to go where the conversation takes me. Rachel's like, I need an exact structure, but here's the reality of the situation is I do this to her every week where like, I'm just, she wants to go in a certain order and I'm like, you know what? I'm just feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> I know you destroy my outline every week and I, I just do. accept that because like, I just love to let you be you, but I also am you not going to change. You can give someone. Yes. But I'm also not going to morph into you no. and say like, oh, I feel comfortable with that on outline too. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. And I wanted to bring this up as the um, one of the first things that I learned about myself from the gym. So what we wanted to just kind of like highlight today is just some examples from our personal life of ways in which the gym has been an eye-opening fitness, health, all of it has just been like an eye-opening road to be able to learn more about ourselves, what makes us tick, like why we are the way we are and and why it's so much bigger than just like I lift the weights and the people follow me. It's it's so much it's it's such like a unique experience. I to wonder do if they're some, gonna bleep out penises. Can you do that? Can you do that? Because we don't <laughs> listen, I don't even want to hear myself <laughs> saying it. So it's just like go ahead and bleep all of those out. And, and it's probably gonna be like a lot of extra work. I'm gonna say it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> but one of the things, one of the first things that I learned when I started hitting the gym more consistently and like really finding joy through fitness was how incredibly structured I am, how much I live and die by like the instructions and the numbers and like the I wanted to know every single thing about why the programming was structured in the way that it was. I would never, ever do something like, oh, I'll just skip this set. <laughs> like, I didn't know, and maybe it's made it worse. I don't know. 
But um, I didn't know about myself personally, how much I relied on structure and how much the gym gave that to me and let me have a place where I walked in and the programming was handed to me and I could just sort of go in my like little structured world and how that allowed me to release so much of it in the rest of my life so that I could kind of ease up in other places. Quick interruption, guys. I have to tell you about our cold weather gear coming up this October. We worked so hard on everything this fall and getting you guys the coolest transitional gear going from summer to winter and everything in between. So check out all of our new drops at constantlyvariedgear.com. I know you're going to love them. Yeah, that's a really good acknowledgement of like, this is a need that I know that that needs to be met and I can find a place where it makes me feel good and it is also serving me in my life where I can meet that need of structure and not have it be this massive thing where I need to control and have so much structure in other parts of my life but I'm still meeting that need and I think there's a lot of people that can identify some of the needs needs that they they do need met and haven't found a way that is serving them to meet those needs. And I'd like to use that as an opportunity to talk about learning for a second, because I think so much of adulthood has become this idea of like, you have it figured out. And once you reach a certain age, like, don't you, we use this language to other people, to ourselves, like, don't you have it figured out? You're X years old. And the kind of limitations that we place within that language is to stop learning. You have it figured out, so you should stop learning. And I have really thought about that a lot because I think that I am drawn to learning and education and it fills my cup and growth is like something that I seek out. But a lot of us get to a point where we have decided that we're not learning anymore. And that feels really sad because we're learning for the rest of our lives. Every day we have an opportunity to learn something new and it's never to the point where like you've just won, you've won parenting. You're not learning anything else. You've got it all figured out. You've won the gym. You're not learning anything else. You've got it figured out. Like you've won self-care. Like you don't win any of these things. There is no, there's no trophy. (laughs) We're never to a point at any of these experiences where I feel like there is no learning to be done because I've been making health, health and fitness a part of my life for many, many years now, like a decade. And I learn something new all the time, almost every day. There's nothing that I feel like I have figured out and I'm learning to be comfortable in that and find it more exciting because there's always an opportunity to learn. But if we don't, we don't create those opportunities to learn if we take the stance of we're always there to prove something. So you're not open and letting new information in and letting new experiences in and kind of like feeling your feels and just open to learning and navigating if you're always just trying to prove something to other people, even to yourself. Because like think about what that exchange looks like. You're proving, you're proving, you're proving, but it's like, are you 
allowing space to learn. And I'm not saying that like, that doesn't mean you're trying hard and you want to see if you can get this number on the bar or get this goal within the gym or learn a new skill. Well, those are all learning. <laughs> like <laughs> Those are all the framework I'm still working with and learning. But I just want to challenge everyone to instead, when they start to think about health and fitness, to think about what mindset they're in. Are they thinking of themselves as a forever student to this life and all the experiences that it has to offer? Or are you there trying to prove to yourself and other people what you already know? That's a hard question. It's a really hard question. It's a really hard question to sit with for yourself because so much of the reason why we're prompted to fitness is with that backdrop, is with the backdrop of like, prove everyone wrong, change your body. Like it's all this like push. And when you're pushing, you're not, it's not the right conditions to be able to allow things in, right? Because you're pushing them away. So it's really hard, but I think that it's a, it's a step along the growth. I think that everyone is going to start in their health and fitness journey with something to prove. I think that it's, it's a common reason to start. I think that people that stick with it long-term start to see that crumble. And I know that for like people that start as former athletes, you know, maybe you were competitive in high school or college and, and your normal outlet would be like when those things go away to sort of go towards the gym and have this like, I'm going to prove people kind of thing. That is the immediate like path that I went on when I first started, because as an athlete, it was always like, I got to be the best at this. And I have to prove to other people that I'm really good and I'm worthy of coaching and that like all of these things. And I think that's a younger person's mindset too, to be honest. I think that when you're young, it's it's an easier road to go of like, I have to prove people because people are constantly looking at you like you don't know anything. But it's an interesting thing that I learned about myself. Another personal one is that road was quickly unfulfilling because um, so much of the it was too much comparison when it came to like the gym and my goals being based on proving these things that automatically for me came with comparison and it came with like, well, I have to be better than that person. And I have to win these competitions and I have to prove to people that I'm the best in the gym. And it honestly, that just stole a lot of the joy of fitness from me when I, when I took, this is what I do. I take things that I love and I turn them into competitive things. That is a flaw that I have every single thing I touch. I try to make into a competitive thing. And that helped me to learn about myself, especially after I had my son. And it was not going to be like a thing that I was going to keep up with competitively anymore. And I was like, well, if I'm not going to do it the best, then I'm just not going to do it. I did that for a little while. I take my ball and I go home. <laughs> I'm taking my ball. I'm going right home. If I'm not the best at this, then I'm not doing it. And then, of course, what happens is you either 
leave it behind and you realize the thing you were taking from it was a some kind of proving thing of being the best or you realize that you miss it and the thing that you were taking from it wasn't actually having anything to do with that. And then you get that nice reframe of like, I'm here because this is filling my cup in X, Y, Z ways. And I don't need that proving to other people. I can do this alone in my garage and still really enjoy it. And so I don't know, that's what I... That was a tangent. That was a real tangent. No, it's... My God, where's my outline? (laughs) So it's a hard thing because when you start in one place and you've acquired certain feelings around an activity that you do, and I think sport in general has done this for a lot of people because the feelings that they've had about winning and what that means and how to be the best at something or not do it at all has been ingrained, even if it was just in in growing up or just doing it in academic, whatever it is that you decided that you were going to do and you had to be good at it in order to do it. And looking at the evolution of what that means in your life and how to kind of change your identity around it, because that's ultimately what we hold on so tight to. What does this mean for who I am? Am I no longer competitive? Am I no longer an athlete? Am I lo- We attach all of these meanings that are just what we're putting out there. What does this mean for who I am as a person? And ultimately, that's the question I feel that a lot of us are, are asking ourselves over and over. Yeah. It's, it's always just trying to identify yourself. Yeah. Put yourself in this category and say, this is what makes me who I am. But as you get older and some of the things that used to define you don't anymore, you realize that you are always so much more than whatever small ass terms you were using to describe yourself where I'm athlete. Okay. Like that turns into meaning so many different things by the time you realize it's almost got nothing to do with sport at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And well, all of these kind of attributes that you gain from some of the activities that we do. And this is why I didn't want to skip over the learning aspect of that, because there are so many values that are so important in all of these things that we do and practice on a daily basis that bleed into our lives that have nothing to do with how you identify as an athlete or how good you are or any of those things, because we're all we all have the opportunity to learn in the same way. And something that I learn constantly through fitness is that number one, like uh, not to be uh, so Glennon, but like that I can do really hard things that I can be tired and I can still, and I can get back up and I can feel, um, you know, hurt or defeated, or I can feel things that are unpleasant and still continue to keep moving because I'm the only person that's in control in that moment. I'm the only person who decides that I'm going to pick up the bar or jump back up or do another burpee when I'm tired. Like those things that I feel like I continue to make choices to keep going bleed into my life that I continue to make choices to keep going in other avenues. And it fuels the confidence for me that I can do that because I practice it all the time. I say like, I'm really tired, but I really kept going. I feel really proud that I showed up today. And guys, this has nothing to do with your physical capability of what you're doing there. 
because those are all individual. Did you show up today when it was really hard? Did you keep going when you felt tired? That doesn't, that doesn't mean like how tired, tired, tireder than me. Like it doesn't matter. (laughs) Like it doesn't matter. You felt tired or you felt defeated or you felt like things were spiraling out of control. And this is kind of like where the gym becomes very important to me is that everything can feel really loud and can feel really chaotic. But when I go to the gym, I get to quiet that a little bit and it gets to feel like this is I'm in control of my body. That's number one thing. I'm in control of what I do with my time here. And that builds this like feeling that I am in control of myself and I'm in, in control of my circumstances and therefore I'm going to make decisions that are going to serve me. So let's just go through the irony <laughs> of the fact that you sit in a quiet office <laughs> all day and feel like that is loud and chaotic. And then where you go is actually the loudest, most chaotic place where there is like music on levels that like hurt people's ears. There's barbells dropping all around. There's people dropping down in pools of sweat, yelling, coaches, clocks. And that's where the chaos stops for you. Yeah. That's been a thing that I've like learned throughout my life that didn't, that felt like at an initial judgment that feels really weird, right? You're like, how just like you, where you say like, I need these areas of control. And you say like, but that serves me. Coming to terms with the things that serve you, even if it seems weird to everybody else, is such a mind blowing and and just like a change from every thing that you'll feel about yourself, right? Because it comes with less judgment. It comes with like, I know that being surrounded by loud things, smashing and blah, blah, blah. And like where that's where I feel like this like calm and this like just euphoric more like, like I can finally breathe is a weird thing. And initially I was like, uh, does that mean you're like super messed up? (laughs) Like, no, that means my brain might work a little bit different and quiet makes me anxious. I mean, (laughs) know thyself. I just (laughs) like whatever that is, like without judgment, just like knowing yourself is one of the most powerful tools you can use in your life for every single thing. And that's why we always say like that it's, it seems like it's just a burpee. Yeah. It's just an hour out of the day. Like how could this be such a big deal? It seems it's just something we're doing to get skinny. We just have to do it because otherwise the penises will reject us. (laughs) No, none of those things. I have to say this thing because that just reminded me of when I I was watching a, when I was at Rachel's house, she had Real Housewives on the thing, which I never watched, but I was like, oh, let me see what this is about. And of Orange County. And one of the girls was on there and she said like she had a thing strapped up to her legs and she said I'm doing 200 lunges right now she's like laying on a table because that's what the machine stimulates and I was like but you're missing the whole point of the lunges like you're missing the whole the whole point of the lunges and I just like it took me back into like we're missing the point here if the point of the lunges 
is to know what you are going to do when rep 50 hits, when rep 103 hits, when someone says like, you could be done now, that's enough, man. But it's, you know, if it doesn't, yeah. And that's, I guess that's why we're constantly on here for 250 episodes, pushing the fact that Again, if that's your if that's your starting point, if that's your your opening drug, if that's your gateway, okay. But at some point, if it's going to stick, it needs to mean more than the same effect being you're laying on a table with a machine hooked up to you and saying, I'm doing lunges right now. At some point, it's going to need to matter more than that or it's not well, going to be lasting. Miss, yeah, just don't miss the opportunity, right? Like don't every day... In every moment, we really do have something to learn. We have something to be gained from every conversation that we have and every interaction that we have and like different, you know, people at the gym for ourselves. Like there's just so much to be gained in this world with all of the experiences. And it's just such a shame that a lot of those experiences are missed when it comes to physical when we put so much emphasis on what that looks like to the rest of the world and not what it feels like for us and what we could gain internally from those experiences. How could we heal while using some of those experiences? Like how are those lunges maybe like helping you heal some of the things that you're going through? Maybe some of the things that you have gone through or, um, you know, some of the, for me, like, some of the experiences or conversations I have during the day where I feel like I'm going to replay them, but I'm like, while I'm counting, it's much easier <laughs> to, to kind of sift through what that actually looks like, what it feels like, how I'm going to reflect on it. Like there's just so much opportunity there that I just, I'm going to talk about until we're blue in the face on, on the podcast, because I just, I feel it's such a shame that a lot of us are missing it. Well, I guess we should go on a minute for the fact that you just aired my dirty laundry in front of like so many of our friends. I didn't say you could say that I watched Real Housewives <laughs> on the air. Okay. Excuse me. But some of us want our dirty pleasures kept under wraps and not told to everyone. Like, how dare you? I'm sorry. I didn't know it was a secret. <laughs> okay. You, like, you don't have things that you watch that you're like, you know what? This is not my proudest moment. I do. I'll tell everyone what it is right now. Well, you better because now All you right. owe me. All right. Listen, this is bad. This is bad. I went on this, this ultimate tag show with this girl. Krishan a couple years ago. And since then she started dating a rapper and they have a reality show. <laughs> What's it called? It's called? I'm going to put it on my list. It's called crazy in love. And it is, it's toxic. It's very, very toxic. They, it, it's toxic love. And ultimately, and I can't stop. <laughs> like, I'm like, turn this off. Like, this is not serving you in any way. Like, none of this is like fulfilling. <laughs> like, and I don't know. I'm just like addicted. Maybe we could get like a psychologist or someone, like a human behaviorist, 
guest on to talk about like why we do this thing with the dirty pleasures. Like, yeah, like it's like we don't stand for that. Like that is not okay. We totally recognize like the toxicity, but we just keep getting drunk. <laughs> I'm off to a flight. <laughs> like no one's here. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like I would never watch that in front of other people. Like never. That I would not. I, if someone came into a room, I would exit out like immediately. Like oh, going nothing going on here. Someone sat on the remote. Someone sat on their remotes. Like, that's what I should have said when you said you were going through our TV and Real Housewives. Are, oh, well, all Probably the episodes Harley. have been watched. Oh, <laughs> my God. Harley's at home watching. She's on my clicker. Oh, my God. I can't believe you. I do want to know why we do that, though. We'll deep dive into that next week. Guys, tell us your guilty pleasures. Everyone has one. Everyone has a TV show Make that us is feel better. <laughs> Because I'm just sitting here talking about the importance of learning. And I'm like, now you're bringing up what I'm watching. (laughs) God, I can't. Man. Listen, humans are so full of layers. We're a bunch of onions out here. A bunch of onions. And that's why I have such a problem with the whole idea of like zero days off or you're a lazy piece of shit or self-care is on the couch. Like it's neither one of these things. It's important to sometimes take rest when you really feel you need to. And it's important to go to the gym on times that you feel that you don't want to go. Those two things can exist at the same time. So like, it's just like the complexities continue to go just like, you know, you can be invested in, learning and bettering yourself and also have trashy TV. Like these things can exist at the same time. And it doesn't mean that you are one person or another. You're not a person who only like watches trashy TV or you're only a person who watches fulfilling documentaries. You're a complex human who's allowed to experience all of these things. And the, the, the safest thing I think that we can all do for each other is to just normalize them. Like air them out there. Like you are still an imperfect human, just like the rest of us. Well, way to expose me and then talk <laughs> me into the fact that it's just the thing I needed. Yeah. <laughs> That's some, I've seen manipulation before. Holy shit. That was manipulation on 12. <laughs> I will expose you and then I will tell you how it's helping you to grow. (laughs) And it's helping everybody else. Oh my God. You are on one today. You should like go out and do all the things. Talk to all the people. I think you are on a, you are on a roll today. You need to like maximize this. Holy moly. Yeah. So I, you know, I hope that we've shed a little bit of light on all the things that the gym can be, all the things that you can be, all the things that the gym can be. Like it can be a place where you go to like aesthetically try to improve yourself. And it can be a place where you go and say like, I'm really working on the fact that I want to live a longer life. Like I don't, I'm currently pre-diabetic and I want to work on that. And like, it also can be a place where you find out who you are 
when you set out to do 200 lunges and it it's it's all of those things and that's why it's a place that you need to be it's a it's a thing that you need to do there's very few things that we have that we do all by ourselves all in our own head and i think even if you go to like a crowded gym like you were talking about like how that's the calmest way and there's like so many people around you while you're taking a class but ultimately you are all in your own head and the things that you do and the decisions that you make to do another burpee or to do another set or like to count honestly and not skip reps it's like like these are the things that really make you who you are and um it's such a cool thing to be able to just be inside your own head with just you for a little while every day because there's so much other things that are trying to interrupt that constantly and that you're trying to do for other people i got to pick up this kid i got to do this for my work i got to do all of i got to clean i got to talk to this person there's so much that we do throughout the day that is just like so focused on everyone else that if we can just take that little bit of time and that's why I will say that time is just so important it's a scheduled time with yourself to just be like well I have to get myself together right now and that's my hour to get myself together and to just be with me and that's an important time obviously you're going to learn stuff about yourself in that time because it's just you and you so we would really encourage you to share what you have learned about yourself in the gym. And also don't forget your trashy TV because Don, you're going to make <laughs> me feel bad about myself. <laughs> if you're like, I'm just watching, uh, yes, yeah, uh, self-improvement documentaries all day. <laughs> it's like, damn it. All right, guys, we love you so much. Have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, get in our free app, CVG Nation, available in your app store. We have an amazing community of women, coaches to help you with your movements, challenges, and we give away leggings daily in there. Rachel and I are in there every day, so it's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out ConstantlyVariedGear.com. Have an amazing week. Crush your goals.